Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. On today's show, we're looking at Florida's new Live Local Act. Florida is an example of how one state has taken real steps to create the incentives for new affordable housing to be created. This legislation is a series of incentives designed to stimulate the development of workforce housing. Many of Florida's high-priced communities have become impossible for people who work in these communities to live in those same communities. The net result is that service staff that work in restaurants, who clean homes, who cut the lawn, teach in schools, work in hospitals, are commuting from a long distance away. Cities like Miami have a very unusual characteristic in their housing market. There are very expensive new construction condos and then much less expensive housing that's quite old housing stock. The average is somewhere in the middle, but the averages can be misleading. There's virtually zero housing at the average. It's almost a bipolar distribution with nothing in the middle. And many cities in Florida are increasingly experiencing that phenomenon. Cities like Palm Beach, for example, have virtually zero workforce housing. The app provides for a comprehensive statewide workforce housing strategy. It's designed to increase the availability of affordable housing for those members of the workforce who desire to live in the communities in which they work. To date, the funding has enabled housing for about 13,000 families. That comes to an average of about $15,000 per household. The program assists in a number of different ways, which I'll get into over the course of this episode. The first tranche of funds which served the fiscal year of 22 and 23 was $100 million. Those appropriations occurred prior to July 1st of 23. In the first tranche, over 6,700 families were helped, and the program leveraged about $2 billion in first mortgages. On July 3rd of this year, the program opened reservations for the next $100 million tranche for fiscal year 23 and 24. It fully reserved all $100 million by August 22nd of this year in just 50 days. These $100 million also provided assistance for about 6,500 families and provided leverage for another $2 billion in first mortgages. It's administered through the Florida Housing Finance Corporation, or FHFC as it's called, and they provide a number of programs for affordable housing and home ownership. The first one is called the Hometown Heroes Program. It's eligible for full-time workforce employed by a Florida-based employer and they can receive lower than market rate interest rates on FHA, Veterans Administration, Fannie Mae, or Freddie Mac mortgages. It allows for reduced upfront fees, no origination fees, and it provides for discounted points and in both down payment and closing cost assistance. Borrowers can receive up to 5% of the first mortgage amount in down payment and closing assistance. That down payment and closing assistance is available in the form of a 0% non-amortized 30-year deferred second mortgage. That mortgage becomes due and payable in full on sale of the property, on refinance of the first mortgage, on transfer of the deed, or if the homeowner no longer occupies the property as their primary residence. And the Florida Hometown Heroes Loan is not forgivable. There's another program called the State Apartment Incentive Loan Program, or SALE as it's called. It provides low-interest loans on a competitive basis to affordable housing developers each year. That money often serves to bridge the gap between the development's primary financing and the total cost of the development. Sale dollars are available to both individuals, public entities, non-for-profit and for-profit companies that propose for the construction or substantial rehabilitation of multifamily units to affordable and very low-income families. A minimum of 20% of the development's units have to be set aside for families earning 50% or less of the area median income. Developments that use housing credits in conjunction with the program use a minimum set aside of 40% of the units for residents earning 60% of area median income and then the developments in the Florida Keys set aside 
100% of the units for residents with annual incomes below 120% of the state or local median income, whichever of those two numbers is higher. The loan interest rates are set to zero for those developments that maintain 80% of their occupancy for farm workers, commercial fishing workers, or homeless people. The interest rates are set at 1% for all other developments. Loans are issued for a maximum of 15 years, unless the loan terms dictate otherwise. In most cases, the sale program cannot exceed 25% of the total development cost, but it can be used in conjunction with other state and federal programs. One of the features of the bill is also a property tax exemption. The property tax exemption for multifamily rental projects is set at 75% of the assessed value if the property leases housing to families whose annual household income is greater than 80%, but no more than 120% of area median income. And it's 100% of the assessed value if the property leases housing to families whose annual household income doesn't exceed 80% of AMI. The property has to contain more than 70 units dedicated to household with incomes and are no more than 120% of area median income. See, Florida is an example of, rather than trying to regulate housing and force unnatural things, they're trying to create the incentives to make the numbers work. And that's the right way to approach it, is by engaging the development community to create projects that make financial sense. And sometimes it's a very, very small incentive that's required to tip the balance and make these projects viable. So you think about that. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.